you with the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Took a day off from the show yesterday. Had a sick kid at home. But now we're back. We're talking quarterbacks and running backs going into the fantasy semifinals, week 16. And I have none other than Steve Rippey to help us break down all these players and their matchups. Welcome back, Steve. Thanks, buddy. No, I've been enjoying this. I'm glad you're, you keep you keep calling me back. I mean, I, I hope I'm, I'm providing sure good info. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure why either. I, I feel like you were like, yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just not sure why like you keep having me back on, Steve. It's because... It's- it's because you know you keep me grounded. You know you 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 provide a d- different angle to a lot of these um, these decisions that we all have to make every week, um, guys. If you don't know, Steve runs one of my favorite Instagram accounts, completely revolved around fantasy football. It's called Fantasy Guides. Okay, so we'll make sure to put that into the description so you can see, you know, what he has going on there, what he's cooking over there. It's a great account. Make sure to check it out. Um, but yeah, Steve, like, um, you know, this is a, a very, um, it's an amazing time of year, you know, if you make it into the playoffs, but it is very, um, you know, it's, it's a very sensitive time for a lot of us because, you know, we, we are on edge. We want to make sure that we make the right decisions. Uh, that's why you're here. So you're here to help everyone make the right decision. And if they don't, and if you tell them something that <laughs> causes them to not make it to the next round, they will come after you. This is and this is the week. I mean, playoffs, man. That's when it's. That's when uh, I'm the most nervous. I'm like, even when I'm do, putting my posts out, I like, I look over them five to ten times. I'm like, do, do I have <laughs> the right guy picked? Did I have the right process? And I definitely had some some hits last week, but definitely had some misses. And uh, I'm gonna try to have all hits this week, though, for us. And I'm sure you are as well. That's all we could do, man. Um, by the way, guys, we have Saturday games again. So uh, we have the Saints and Rams tonight on Thursday, followed by two games on Saturday. That's Bengals, Steelers, and Bills, Chargers on Saturday. So make sure you get those lineups set, uh, you know, obviously for tonight, but also on Saturday morning too. Uh, but let's just talk about the game real quick tonight. Uh, Chris Olave will play. Uh, the matchup is very good against the Rams, so I think he should be in lineups. Um, I, I wouldn't get too cute with it this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he's in lineups as an RB1. How are you feeling about Derek Carr as a streamer this week? Uh, I'm not overly excited about it. You know, it's a good matchup. And like last week, I didn't like him at all because of how he looked the previous week. But then, like, he always comes through in these random times. So, like, if I like him this week or tonight, like, that means that he's not going to do well. Like, that's just kind of how it's been working with Derek Carr. Yeah, I, I did move him up a little bit. I think, you know, I was looking at consensus. He's he's in the 20s, I think, on consensus. I ended up moving up, up to QB 18. He's kind of in that Nick Mullins, Joe Flacco range for me. I don't know where you have those guys. But there's a, there's a number of, like, Baker Mayfield types that are good streamers this week. And I do like Carr. He's probably not quite my favorite. But, yeah, like, I got him about QB 18. Yeah, that's kind of where I have him too. I have him at 17, so very okay. similar. I do have the guys that you mentioned, Browning, Flacco, Mullins, over him okay, uh, me this too. week, and we'll get to them in a, in a little bit. Um, but Stafford, you know, he, on the other side of this, um, let's see, where, where am I? I'm, not, I'm just completely lost. Okay, on the other side of the ball, yeah, Cooper Cup, right? He has to be in lineups. He has the best matchup between him and Puka Nakua. They have been very good against wide receivers over uh, – 
the the Saints have been very good against wide receivers overall lately, but you know they're giving up the second fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this year. But it's like I have to have Cup in, right? He's a wide receiver one for me this week. You know, based on what we've seen over the last two weeks, he's kind of back at this point, right? And I think Puka is more of a wide receiver too. Yeah, I've got both of them really close in my rankings. Um, I got them both as like back in wide receiver ones. Um, I'm not worried about it being a tougher matchup. They both did good against Baltimore two weeks ago in a tough matchup. Uh, Puka had the good game against Cleveland in a bad matchup a couple weeks ago. I think you just talked about Olave. You're not overthinking it. I'm, I'm kind of the same way with these two receivers. That makes sense. And Stafford's got it done the last four weeks as well. He, he's at his best four fantasy games this year over the last four weeks. Uh, a couple of them in tough matchups. Uh, but, you know, this is kind of a situation where he has all their, all his guys, right? He has Kyron Williams. He has Puka. He has Cooper Cup. Um, I have him at QB 13 this week. Does that sound about right, or is that kind of low? For I'm, actually, I'm actually a little bit higher uh, than that. I got him at eight right now, um, just ahead of okay. Tua. Behind, you know, like Mahomes, Jackson, Purdy. I got him kind of right behind those guys. But I was comparing him to players like Tua and Goff. And I know Goff had the big game last week, um, but I think it's a little tougher for him on the road this week. I, I just okay. like the way Stafford's playing. Like you just said, his last four games have been the best of his season so far. And I, I just feel like the Rams are hitting it at the right time. Yeah, and of course, Kyron Williams is in your lineup too. Uh, if you want to go check out my rankings for this week, go to upperhandfantasy.com. Um, my rankings are up there. Our consensus rankings for all of Upperhand is there as well from the entire team. Um, I do want to get to some news real quick before we move on to quarterbacks and running backs. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to be practicing in full speed on Thursday. That's that's today. Uh, th- this is really going to determine whether he plays or not. There was a pr- practice estimation on Wednesday. Uh, Taylor was listed as a full participant. Zach Moss was listed as a DNP, which means he would not have practiced. So we just have to monitor the situation, get the results and any updates from the team moving forward. We, we saw JT have a big role before he got hurt. Um, you know, how should we be treating him this week? Yeah, I like JT this week. Um, thinking that if Moss doesn't play, obviously I like him that, that much more. I have him as like a back-end RB1. I was kind of debating between him and, you know, your Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne. I kind of have him in that range, maybe Brees Hall yeah. as well. But he's he's absolutely in your lineup. I can't picture. You'd have to be pretty stacked, in my opinion, to have him not make a, a lineup. Yeah, I think if, if John Taylor plays, he should be in lineup. So Zach Moss is banged up, right? And yeah. in the two games before JT got hurt, 75% of snaps, 89% of snaps. And, and this isn't like a lower body injury. So this isn't necessarily an injury that would like, you know, keep him off the field or, you know, have it be a reason for him to be limited, right? This is, this yeah. is not a good matchup on paper against Atlanta. The Falcons have not allowed a rushing touchdown to running backs all season long. Uh, but the volume should be there for him, right? Chuba Harbor just had 22 carries against them last week. Rashad White had 25 carries against them the week before. Um, I have him as a high-end RB2 this week. So, you know, I don't have him as a low-end RB1 play, but he's right there. He's right there. Yeah. And, and I like the guys that you mentioned in terms of, like, what kind of range he's in. I did move Derrick Henry over him because um, I kind of like the matchup a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I am a little bit worried about Will Levis not playing, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But, um you know, I do. I that's kind of where that's also kind of the range where I have him as well. No, that yeah, I think we're similar in that. Yeah, keep keep an eye on Kenneth Walker's practice reports. He he estimated as a DNP on Wednesday because of a shoulder injury. They did play on Monday night, and he did get a ton of volume, so it's possibly 
that's possibly why you know they're just kind of being on the safe side there. Uh, Greg Bell, who's a beat reporter for the Seahawks, said that we shouldn't be too alarmed. Um, now, in terms of Kenneth Walker, like we saw, the touch disparity was pretty wide between him and Zach Charbonnet, and this was a week you know after Kenneth Walker was on the injury report for most of the week. Now, going into this week, now assuming that this DNP on Wednesday isn't is isn't anything more than a rest rest day. Uh, are we looking at Kenneth Walker as somebody who we could expect to see 18 to 20 touches this week? It seems like it. I, I don't see why they wouldn't. It worked last week. Uh, what did he get? 19 touches or 19 yep. rushing attempts last 18. week? Yep. Yeah. So I don't see why they wouldn't. I think that because this game is going to be what is Seattle now a three point favorite, I think in this one, yep. um, meaning they should be able to control the ball a little bit and not you know, be playing from behind or anything. So when Pete Carroll wants to run the ball, it does feel like Walker's the guy he wants to give the, the majority of the work to. Yeah, and, and I see that. I see that right now I see a two-and-a-half favorite. You know, And also, you know, Tennessee, I mentioned Will Levis not playing. Are they going to be less competitive with Ryan Tannehill? You know, I can kind of see that situation playing out too. So I, I do think that, you know, we, we saw Devin Singletary just have a huge game against the Titans last week. They got gashed on the ground. Um, and, and this could be a similar situation, you know, with Kenneth Walker kind of taking – Potentially twenty plus carries in this in this game. So, you know, going into last week, I wasn't so high on Kenneth Walker. Same uh, in terms of like just for the entire playoffs. But now it seems like you know he could be started as RB two. Yeah, you know, you're just talking about the um, we're trying to get everything right. I had to send a few apology letters to people for saying to bench uh, Kenneth Walker because I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't think it would be that good against Philly because that's one thing they they have been decent is yeah. stopping the run and and he came through last week. 100%, especially on that amazing touchdown run that he had. That was that was a that was a disgusting yeah. play. Right yeah, he's there. capable so of those. Michael Pittman estimated on, as a limited participant in practice on Wednesday, which is a pretty good sign for him to play this week. You know, he could be on track. Uh, clearing the concussion protocol is never a slam dunk, so just keep monitoring his practice reports. Uh, his matchup isn't ideal this week, but I do think that um, he should be in lineups. Um, Keenan Allen still isn't practicing as of Wednesday. Monitor his practice reports. Uh, we could he could he's still dealing with that heel injury. We'll see if he if there's any more updates from him uh, for the rest of the week. Hopefully he can play. I have a feeling that you know without Justin Herbert he's not too excited about it. Would you um, be? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be either. Honestly, um, Nico Collins back at practice today. We'll see if he ends up practicing uh, in full. Or is limited. We still got haven't received the practice report, but he has been seen on the field in practice. Great sign for him to potentially return this week. The last time he missed the game with the calf injury, the following week he had two limited sessions and then finished the week with a full session on Friday. So hopefully the progression here is that he gets at least limited today and then a full practice on Friday, uh, likely without CJ Stroud. Okay, this is not an ideal matchup. I think I have to downgrade Collins a little bit. Because of the fact that he won't have Stroud and this isn't the best matchup in the world. Like last week, you know, we saw Noah Brown go off, but like it was against the Titans, right? And the Titans are not good against wide receivers. So something to keep in mind, right? Um, I think I'm going to have him in that like, you know, maybe high end wide receiver three range, like borderline wide receiver two range. I didn't have him in my lineup, in my rankings initially. So that's, I think that's kind of where I'm going to have him at this point. Yeah, same. I don't have him ranked currently. Um, I wanted to wait and kind of see if he, you know, is trending in the right direction. Um, I just really don't like the matchup. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I'd probably have him kind of in the Drake London territory, maybe like wide receiver, late white late wide receiver twenties, maybe. I don't know. Okay. That's that's kind of what I'm feeling right now with Denzel Ward back. I'm just and with Case Keenum playing. I don't know. I'm a little nervous. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous too. Um, like the decision I have to make in the league, I have to choose between Kenneth Walker, Nico Collins, and Devin Singletary. That's a and tough one. I know. And um, right now, as of today, I'm probably leaning one of the two running backs. Yeah. As of today. That's so usually my tiebreaker. Is I'll go running back because there is less chance of like a zero point game or like one yeah. target. <laughs> exactly. It looks like it, um, it looks like Ramondre Stevenson will likely be out another week. Uh, keep monitoring his practice reports, but Zeke probably continuing to be the guy there. Same thing in the Vikings backfield. It doesn't seem like Madison will be back. You know, both guys dealing with high ankle sprains. Monitor those practice reports to see if Zeke and Ty Chandler, you know, are as startable as they are without them. Um, now. I want to talk about Ty Chandler for a second here because, you know, last week, obviously, he had all of the opportunity in the world, and I think he's going to get some opportunity in this game as well. But I think one thing to keep in mind is one of the reasons, me personally, why I liked Ty Chandler last week was because it was a good matchup, (laughs) right? And the fact that we know he was going to get touches against the Bengals, and we knew that the Bengals aren't great against the run, and they're not great against running backs. So now... In this situation against the Lions, the Lions being one of the best, you know, run-stopping teams in the NFL, I don't necessarily feel the same way uh, this week that I than I do about Ty Channel last week. I know he got it done for you. I know you, it's exciting to have this new, like, shiny running back who just killed it last week, you know, on your roster. But I'm not sure if I'm going to be even starting Ty Chandler as an RB two this week. Yeah, I I have him at RB twenty six. If that helps kind of you know where you're where you're thinking of ranking him um javante really struggled last week the denver guess uh, where i have ty chandler 26 yep (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah i do like him better if he's getting all the volume and and there's a lot of teams in playoffs right now that i mean they're in this round because of him last week because they added him off the waiver wire and he helped him get a get a win but this feels like more of a flex play to me this week than mm-hmm. an RB two, and so it really it's really roster dependent. I, I agree with you. I don't. I'm not optimistic of playing at Detroit. Yeah, and then I just mentioned Zeke also. Like I rather play Zeke personally oh, um, sure. against Denver than I do Ty Chandler against you know. Even though Zeke didn't have the good game last week, Ty Chandler did. But Zeke, you know, not as not as good of a matchup this week though against Denver. I think he can get it done. You know, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Patriots offense, but, you know, they have been playing a little bit better uh, since the quarterback change. And I think Zeke's going to get so many touches. He's very involved in the receiving game. I think his floor is much higher. I kind of like Zeke a little bit more. I do, too. Um, we're in agreement there. Okay. Brian Robinson still isn't practicing. That Washington backfield was an absolute mess without him last week. I don't want to start anyone in this matchup against the Jets. Uh, and when I say that, that means anybody. Uh, but uh, that also means <laughs> Antonio Gibson will put up like 20 points, most likely. But uh, that, I do want to stay away, you know, after we saw them not give Gibson un- inexplicably, to be honest with you. Um, you know, they're not they haven't they didn't give him the work that I thought that they would give him with Robinson out last week. I'm, it's so funny that you said that like, like, I did my my podcast last night going through every matchup we did a little earlier this week. Um 
I think I said the exact same thing, like almost verbatim. I just was looking at the the, the commanders and I go, I, yeah, I don't want to start anyone. <laughs> like, like, even Sam Howell, who's been awesome this year, I was like, no, I don't really want to start him either. How I, low I, do you have Sam Howell? Because I have him pretty low. I do too. And I, I looked at it. I it's I had to do a double take. I was like, is this where I want him? But the matchup's so bad. I have him right now. Maybe this is too low. I have him below Tommy DeVito. I got him. Yeah, QB, I hear that. I got him at QB twenty three right now. I, um, I have I, him at twenty two. Okay. Um, you, you're starting Zach Wilson over him if he goes. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I, I mean, this is this is one of those situations. He's been bad the last two weeks. He got bailed out um, two weeks ago because he had the two rushing touchdowns. But he's been what eleven pass attempts and fourteen pass attempts in each of the past two two games that he's played. Um, and, and those were some of those matchups were decent. Like, this is not a good matchup. Uh, yeah, he had the Rams just 11 pass attempts, he was 11 out of 26. And then the week That's before, so 12 out of 23. And the only reason he did good against Miami was the two rushing touchdowns. So, I, I feel like the coaches have had enough uh, film on Sam Howell, and maybe some of these better defenses are, are, be, are able to reel him in a little bit. And I think the Jets are one of those defenses. I think we might have to downgrade DeAndre Hopkins uh, in case Will Levis doesn't play. He had a few games with Ryan Tannehill this year, and it wasn't great. Um, I don't really love the matchup either. Are you downgrading DeAndre Hopkins this week? So what happened to Tannehill? Did he just literally like just fall off a cliff? Yeah. Because he, it must be what happened. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still trying to figure out where I want to rank Hopkins because I'm having a yeah. hard time because the matchup on paper is very, very good. Um, I currently have him as a mid-range wide receiver too. Um, okay. Like right in that Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins territory. But I don't know. Last week I thought he'd have a really good game. Didn't happen. Um, I am a little bit nervous with Tannehill. I still think I still think he's definitely startable. Is maybe maybe more like a back end wide receiver too. Um, like I'm still starting Olave tonight over him for sure. But I don't know. I, I still think Hopkins he's a- is such a um polarizing player. I feel like every week I either have him too high or too low. Yeah, you and know, I feel I feel like I've gotten it wrong a few times. Like when I think he's gonna smash, he doesn't. And then when I think, oh, this matchup, like what was it, the game against Cleveland when he just went crazy yeah. and that was a tough matchup? Like I I was like, there's no way I'm starting him. And then he it goes was, nuclear. It was it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. It That's was the game was. where Will Levis when Will Levis threw those four touchdowns. Um yeah. and Hopkins he scored had thirty five fantasy touchdowns. Points. Yeah. yeah. That was the game, and it was a tough matchup, right? Yeah. And you look at Will Levis, you're like, all right, well, you know, I kind of liked what Will Levis was doing. Now you bring in Tannehill. Now what happens? Now it's, yeah. it gets confusing. And if I have other options, I might consider them. That's, that's just me though. Yep. Tyreek Hill didn't practice on Wednesday, but he is back on the practice field today on Thursday. That's a good sign. Hopefully he'll be out there for your fantasy team this week. We'll continue to monitor those practice reports. If he plays, he is in my lineup. Oh yeah. Uh, I have the now let's move on to quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, I have the usual suspects at the top Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott. Um, you know, these are the guys like I'm most willing to start and have the most confidence in, right? Like that's how I do my rankings, right? Projections plus who am I willing to start, right? Yeah. Dak's matchup against Miami uh, isn't ideal, right? He plays the best at home. This defense has been playing well, you know, but 49 and a half game total, right? One point spread. You know, that's what you want to see. You know, you want these guys to be in competitive games. And, you know, Dak, you know, listen, last week, 
it was one of those things they couldn't stop the run. They the Bills kept Dallas off the field, and you know it was a game script that did not work out in Dax or the Cowboys' favor at all. So this week, you know, uh, probably expecting something a little bit different, right? I wouldn't expect them to just completely shit the bed, um, but I think Dak Prescott could end up, you know, having a decent game. Maybe not the ceiling that we've seen that he's at home, but I think he can put up a decent day. And I'm not thinking about benching him after last week's performance. Same. I I actually think that Dallas is going to show up in this one. I think they rebound. I think they have a good game against Miami. Um, I don't have him ranked quite as high as I've had previous weeks, but I still got him at four. I got him ahead of Mahomes still um, because I do think that 50 and a half over under uh, the fact that they're only, what would you say a one point underdog in this one? I think it's going to be competitive and I, yeah, I I think they can win this game. So um, yeah, I still, I'm not overthinking it. The next guy I'm the most confident in is Brock Purdy, you know, outside of these four, like not really overly confident in anybody because I think everyone else has a big range of outcomes. Like maybe Mahomes has a high floor, but we haven't seen the ceiling out of him you know, in a while. Um, like I like Justin Fields this week against Arizona. I think he has a high ceiling this week, and I think his floor is relatively safe, I would say. Um, out of the guys I just mentioned, maybe Lump and Lamar in there as well, going up against 49ers in San Francisco. Who, who are you most worried about out of, out of the options that I just mentioned? Um, obviously, you're probably not worried about Brock Purdy, but Mahomes, Justin Fields, you know, guys who are up and down, and then and then Lamar. You know, I'm not. I'm actually kind of high on all those guys. I don't have a ton of fear about any of them. I, I feel like Mahomes, the the Raiders have just always been like his little brother that he just pushes around. So yeah, his ceiling, like you said, it might not quite be there. But they're playing at home. I think he's going to be fine. Um, I actually have Purdy the lowest in my rankings. I actually have Fields up at, at three. Um, I, I really like uh, that Arizona defense is so bad. I feel pretty confident that Fields is going to be able to get it done, even if it's just with his legs. So I, I'm the lowest on Purdy. I got him at QB seven this week, but I'm like, I don't think I'm like down on him. If that makes sense, I I no, just sense. don't don't have him ranked as high as some of the other guys. No, I think that makes sense. I, I, for me, it's just like, it all comes down to like, you know, the scheme, right? For him, you know, it's just like every single week they figure out how to get it done. Even in a tough matchup a couple of weeks ago, I don't remember who they played. Um, oh, I think it was, I think it was Seattle. The type of coverage that he just like struggles against historically, he just came through regardless. He, he didn't necessarily play his best game, but like <laughs> his guys were like wide open at times and he, he just ended up getting it done because of circumstance. So I, I, I really like Purdy this week, regardless of the matchup. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. If I had to play for the ceiling, I think Justin Fields is up there. Lamar, a little bit worried about him, but as long as his weapons come through, you know, he can come through as well. But I think for me, probably Lamar is the guy that I'm going to have ranked the lowest of this group. I uh, and say. I think maybe, maybe between him and Mahomes. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I struggled. Basically, I keep flip-flopping. I did have Purdy ranked higher like two days ago, and then I flip-flopped him. Um, I really – I think Baltimore, I think they need to unleash, you know, Lamar. He needs to run more in this game, I feel like. This, this, this defense is so good for San Francisco that I almost feel like they need to just have that secret weapon that they can't really game plan against, you know, that they can't practice against a scrambling L- Lamar. I'm kind of hopeful that we see that Lamar because um, if he's just sitting back trying to pass it, I think he's going to struggle. So I'm hoping we get like full Michael Vick, you know, video game Lamar Jackson in this one. 
Wait, you don't think the Sam Darnold can play the Lamar Jackson scout team scout <laughs> scout team role? <laughs> Remember when like teams would take like um oh I don't know I I can't think of a specific example but they take like their fastest player and they try to simulate like yeah. Lamar Jackson I'm like well yeah. he, this isn't the same <laughs> like that guy can't throw the football you one know? is not like the other yeah yeah hundred um, percent okay so those guys are the guys I mentioned in my top ten uh, for the first time this year. Dun, 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 dun. I have a new top 10 quarterback, and it will only be for this week. Can you guess who it is? Baker Mayfield. Yep, Baker yes. Mayfield. Entering my top 10 at home against Jacksonville, four of the last five quarterbacks to face the Jaguars have had great fantasy outings. But the main thing for me is that I, I have a little bit more confidence in Baker Mayfield like as a quarterback. Um, he, yeah. He's been up and down. Right, but he hasn't really had the best matchups. Like, if you look at the matchups he's had over the last, like, I don't know, like seven or eight weeks, like it hasn't been great. So I, I'm also looking for you know a few quarterbacks who I'd usually have above him, and their matchups aren't great, right? So like, kind of I had to move him up, right? So I, if I'm trying to start someone between him and like Trevor Lawrence, like even Jared Goff, like even Kyler Murray, you know, tough matchups for those like for those last two guys, like especially Goff and Murray, both not at home, right? And then I'm looking at like guys like Mullins, Browning, Flacco. Like these are guys that people are cons- really considering streaming this week. Yeah. But I think if you have Baker, I think you got to start him over all these guys. Yeah, actually, I I had moved him up and I'm looking at my ranking. Something must have happened where it, it moved it back. I had him at just above uh, Tua, actually, and that might be a little bit high compared to where you have him. I was debating between him and and Jared Goff and Tua, and I'm like, you know what? He's essentially averaging the same points per game as these guys, and his matchups just a lot better. So why would I not, Mm -hmm. you know, essentially move him up higher? So yeah, uh, top ten for me as well. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books. You have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with better vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is better vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right, so if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds, uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, so B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is... is he has a great matchup, but like mm-hmm. obviously he has to overcome the concussion protocol, first of all. But also, he doesn't have Christian Kirk. He just lost Zay Jones, too. Right? So all he has is Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram. So the weapons just aren't there for him. And he, he's been playing okay, but I, I'm a little bit worried the fact that, you know, for the rest of the season in terms of like him not having his weapons. So even though this is a good matchup, you know, and I do like Calvin Ridley. This, is, this might be the highest I've ranked Calvin Ridley uh, for several weeks now because of this mm-hmm. matchup, but at the same time, like I'm a little bit worried about it. Uh, I think I might lean some of these other guys in tougher matchups over Trevor Lawrence, but we'll see. We'll so see where, do you cur- at, where do you currently have him? Lawrence, I have at, actually, I have Lawrence at, at nine, so <laughs> it's not that well, low, um, but it's, it's you know, it's I'm a little bit worried, even though no, it's a good I, matchup. I, I'm curious, because I've 
he's bounced around between like nine and 12. I've got him at 12 right now. I'm, I'm I'm trying to decide between him and like Kyler Murray in a tough matchup. You know, um, I don't want to move him below Gino or probably don't want to move him below Russell Wilson. So I'm kind of stuck with him where he is. (laughs) I don't think I can move him any lower. I hear that. All right. I mentioned Nick Mullins. Uh, I, I liked him last week. He, he came through um, for me in a couple teams in Superflex leagues, but um, he got all of his playmakers involved, right? He made some big throws. He made definitely made some bad decisions, but for the most part, I liked what I saw, especially for fantasy, right? And he gets the Lions this week at home. One of the best matchups of the week. I have him as my QB 15 this okay. week because, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top 10, like, you know, like most quarterbacks do when they face the Lions. Yeah, I actually have him one spot. Um, I, yeah, I, I swear, I feel like my rankings aren't updating for us, so I have to look at this. But I, I have him at fifteen. I had him at sixteen, and you then did. I decided to there move him up up uh, ahead of Geno just because okay. I, I do like which the matchup, makes, which makes him a very very solid streamer. Um, yeah. You know, in this scenario, so if that's what you need, if you're looking for somebody, um, you know, you lost a quarterback, you might not have Trevor Lawrence this week. You don't feel confident in some of these other quarterbacks. This week, Jared Goff, you know, I think, you know, I'm probably starting Goff over Mullins, but like I can understand, I can understand the case for, you know, starting Mullins over him. Just keep in mind that Goff is playing in a dome. He might not be playing at home, but he is playing in a dome. I think like Goff, I had heard either last week or two weeks ago, has no more outside games. And I like to hear that (laughs) if I, if I've got a fan, you know, so the Lions, they should be scoring points. Yeah, I think so. And Minnesota's defense, though, man, they they they've been playing well. I know, you know? And, they've been they've been really good. Not the same defense that we've seen over the last couple of years. They were just, you know, Minnesota's defense was like you couldn't wait. Also, your quarterback or wide receivers went against Minnesota. It's not the case anymore. Well, I you first know, really noticed not. it. I first noticed it when they like smacked the the Forty ers in the mouth, you know, early right. in the season, and it just seems like they've been tough ever since then. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jake Browning at Pittsburgh, Joe Flacco at Houston, um, and would you start them over Geno Smith this week? No, I probably wouldn't. Um, Browning, I don't like as much now that we don't have Chase. I think it's going to be yep. more difficult for him um, in this matchup. He didn't he didn't play all that well last time they played Pittsburgh. This time it's on the road, and he's without Chase. Um, I think he comes back down to earth a little bit. Uh, Joe Flacco, would you I'm start struggling. Joe Flacco over him? Over Browning? Yeah, yeah. I got Flacco at 17. Good. So I, I really like Flacco this week. Um, it's on the road. So it's part of me gets nervous that, you know, um, this defense, the Texans defense, they played pretty well last week. Um, just makes me a little nervous that the floor could be lower than than we think. You know, Flacco has been good. He's averaging 18 fantasy points per game. But uh, I still got him at QB 17. I think he's a good super flex second quarterback option, or if you're really desperate, a streaming option. Um, but I do think there's a little more risk to him than uh, that we might be given credit to. Can you imagine like before the season, you're like, hey, in your in your in your in your championship in your fantasy semifinals or quarterfinals, <laughs> you you're gonna have Joe Flacco as your starting quarterback, and it actually worked out. You know, like. That's not something that I would well, have had on my big old card going into this year. No. Well, and what's crazy is this year I've learned more backup quarterback names than any other year. There's okay. quarterbacks playing this week that I didn't know who they were, you know, <laughs> like I had Jake never Browning. heard. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I had not heard of Jake Browning. I had not heard of Tommy DeVito prior to right. the season. So, you know, there's, there's kind of your usual suspects of Taylor Heineke and 
and Joe Flacco. It, it honestly makes me go, how is Joe Flacco not on a team, you know, prior to this? But, um, but yeah, it is pretty why crazy. Is he, why is he not on the Jets? Right. That's, that's what I I've been trying know. to figure he's, out. Like, he's, he's, he's Roger's doppelganger. He should definitely be on the Jets because then you could at least go, oh, oh, you know, he's back in the huddle. <laughs> like Rogers is back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, dude. I, I, every time a quarterback does their thing with any other roster, with on any other team, we're just like, why didn't the Jets go get him? Why didn't yeah. the Jets go get him? Why do they, why do their quarterbacks have to suck? Anyway, I, I still don't. The guy I already forgot his name. The guy you guys finally cut that had a one to thirteen touchdown to interception ratio in college. Tim, that guy, Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Yeah, yeah. I just the don't legend. know how. How <laughs> he he knows somebody in the building. He knows Rogers. No, no, he he's Rogers' best friend. But that, he's like one of Aaron Rodgers' best friends. Well, no, I want to know how he got to Green Bay for us. <laughs> like at some point, somebody decided oh, this guy yeah. should be drafted. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. That's true. You know? <laughs> Speaking of Green Bay, Jordan Love doesn't have a great matchup against Carolina in Carolina, so I don't have him ranked too high. Don't want to start him this week. Sam Howell, like we we talked about him already. I have both these ha- I have both these guys very low. Are you? If you have Jordan Love, you're probably staying away, right? I am. I have him below Flacco. We just talked about. I got Love okay. at QB nineteen. Um, sure. It, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, Packers. Uh, Jordan Love is he's come around. Like these Packers look. Like you can't bench him, and then the last two weeks have not looked as good. So, um, right, yeah, I'm I'm not as confident. All right, should we be starting Tommy DeVito against Philly over them? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I just look at the matchup and I close my eyes, I go, heck yeah, I'm starting him. But I I can't. I don't think I can do it. Maybe well, listen, Tommy maybe DeVito this... had three touchdowns against Washington. No. Well, but Washington is way worse than Philly. But like in terms of like pass rush and all of that, but still, it's like it could happen. It could happen. I just love the the. Have you been looking at sleeper the like little icons they give to these players <laughs> lately? <laughs> Tommy DeVito's. <laughs> he's just in a Santa suit holding a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I, I I they're leaning into this Italian thing so much. It's, I, I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I who did that is definitely not Italian. I'll say that. What's that? The person who put that up is definitely not Italian. I can no, probably probably not. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, the matchup is there. Here's what I'll say: I would not be surprised if he has a game similar to what he had against Washington. Um, but he's also had some some duds this year too. He he didn't play very well against New England, so I don't know. I got him at QB twenty two. That's all I can say. All right, all right. So not really. Okay, no, got it. No. So let's move. Let's move on to running backs. Okay, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, Rashad White. For me, it hasn't. <laughs> I I don't think these guys are dependent on matchups at all. Like no. these are just these are just like for me the three main staples since like three weeks ago that like they're just the top three my top three for me every single week regardless of the matchup like I don't care what the matchup is they're probably going to be in a very similar order like maybe if the matchup is like so good for Rashad White I'll move him above Kyron Williams but I like Kyron Williams matchup more than Rashad White this this week um, the good thing about Rashad White though is that Jacksonville is one of the worst teams in terms of giving up production in, you know through the air to running backs and. That's Rashad White's specialty, right? Yeah. And we haven't seen those like really high reception numbers out of Rashad White over the past several weeks, like we've seen earlier, you know, in the year, because he's actually run the ball a lot better in the second half of the year than he has in the first half. But this is his wheelhouse, and this is 
every single running back that goes up against Jacksonville ends up pulling down like four or five receptions. So I think this is a, a really high ceiling game for him, especially in the in the in, in the receiving game. Um, but then obviously Kyron Williams just just getting ridiculous volume and actually performing like a good running back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you think people realize how good Rashad White's been this year? Um, he's not, I think it's like the, the gap between, you know, Christian McCaffrey and these next running backs is so big that he kind of blots out the sun a little bit, but White, I mean, 16 points per game. Okay. It's, it's really, it's good. It's not elite by any means, but his consistency, he has just been just, deviation is like zero. Like he's like, like he's so consistent. He's so consistent. He hasn't had a single point game since week six. Um, he's gotten you at least 13 points every week since then. He hasn't put up any 30 point games, but it's 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 always hovering between like 15 and you know 25 or something like that. And yeah. like you just said, he actually hasn't recently been getting it done on the ground, but he he's had 20 rush attempts in three straight games. And if that at any point he can get 10 receptions, like that's in his yeah. range of outcomes. And you just add that to the volume he's getting on the ground. It's, it's almost impossible to rank him outside the top five every single week, regardless of the matchup. A hundred percent, man. Um, let, let's make sense of this. And we're, we talked about Alvin Kamara. You're obviously playing him. I have him at four this week. Um, but Raheem Mostert and Devon a chain, you know, assuming that a chain will be a little bit healthier this week, you know, with that toe injury going into last week, you know, I think, you know, he had a decent role last week. I, I don't think it would have been th- the same role if he was completely healthy. I think he might have got some more touches. And usually in the second half of games, when Miami's leading by 30 points, usually that running back would get some touches in the second half. Like the guy who didn't get in the first half would get in the second half like we've seen before. We've seen both of it happen, like Devon H. in the first, um, Raheem Moser in the second. But I think because of that injury that he's facing, I think Raheem Moser is a must-start. Um, you know, we saw what James Cook did against Dallas last week. Tyreek Hill, you know, probably won't be 100%. I would assume Miami leans into the run game once once again. Um, I'm starting Raheem Mostert over Devon Achan, but, like, he's a must-start for me. And then Achan is more of a, a upside RB2 play. Yeah, yeah, I have Achan right now. I, it's kind of hard to rank him. I feel like just he, he just makes hard, me a yeah. little bit nervous. Um, his upside, we know what it is. I've got him ranked as kind of a back-end RB2 with definitely upside though. You just have to it, it would would it be nice like after this Thursday game if you have an idea, if you're playing from behind, I'm 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 wanting A-Chain in my lineup, you know, just just because yeah. of the upside that he provides. But but yeah, Mostert like you said, I got him at 7 this week. This yeah. guy, he's going to be arguably the best draft pick of, of drafts this year. He's just been so right. good. Yeah, man. And and I I have James Cook pretty high too. I have him at 6. He's just been on fire. Um, and I talked about him a lot, you know, this week. Um, and, and I talked about his utilization, his underlying metrics, like really going down since Joe Brady took over, like snap count, um, you know, uh, his his uh, his route participation under 50 percent. But the key has been the the rate at which he's been targeted on the routes he is running. His target targets per route run has increased tremendously since Joe Brady took over. The type of routes he's running, when he's getting the ball, how he's getting the ball has completely changed, right? And obviously they they leaned on him in the ground game last week against Dallas, right? So he's just killing it right now. And and it's one of those things where for me, you know, I'm a big analytics guy, 
right? I, I look at the numbers, I look at the underlying metrics, and that is a huge factor into how I rank these guys, right? So if I see a guy like Gus Edwards getting like, you know, two touchdowns a game, but he's getting like eight touches, you know, and he's not explosive, you know, I probably won't be ranking him as an RB1, right? However, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this scenario with James Cook, it's it's one of those things where you just have to ride the momentum sometimes, right? And I think this is an example of that. I totally think that. Yeah, he's they're using him. He's arguably their best weapon right now. Um, what I like about him, too, is like you just said, when he does get targeted, he catches almost everything. Like nothing, th- there's hardly any drops or just misfires between him and Allen. He's got 47 targets on the year. He's got 40 of them. And he's good after the catch, too. Like he, you know, just two catches last week, 42 yards. Five catches the week before, 83 yards, 57 yards. He's, he's getting decent yardage. He's efficient. Um, I think, like you said, you got to ride the wave. How do you feel about Joe Mixon this week? I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Chase Brown uh, has been pretty involved um, over the last two weeks. Last week, before, so Chase Brown ended up getting hurt in the third quarter. He ended up leaving the game um, and then coming back into the game in the fourth quarter. Before he left the game, he was leading in, in opportunities and touches over Mixon. So now going into this week, like, listen, I'm still ranking Mixon high because I still think he's going to get volume. I, th- I still think they're going to depend on him, um, you know, on the ground game, uh, in the ground game, This because I think this is a, a decent matchup. Also, you know, on the other side of the ball, you know, the, <laughs> Pittsburgh has serious quarterback issues, right? They are starting, they're starting Mason Rudolph at quarterback. So the game script should be there for this entire running game. So there could be a lot of touches to go around, but, uh, like Trace Brown could be coming on more than we think here, and it could be less apparent if you were just looking at the box score after the game last week. Yeah, no, he is. I actually really liked Chase Brown in the draft process. Um, he didn't get drafted, or, or no, he's a fifth round pick. Sorry, he didn't get drafted where I thought was hoping he would. So I was a little bit cautious of him because of the draft capital. But the guy was an uber athlete, a good receiver, um, and I think he's the better running back right now. Like. So I think there is some reason to be worried. I still like Joe Mixon. I'm not like super down on him, but you know, I he, what is he? The RB is Mixon like the RB seven on the year, something like that. I got him ranked as, and that's where, that's where I have him. <laughs> this week you have him there. It's it's I do I do. It, you know, it's, it's hard it's, not to have him outside the top ten. I agree. It's a good matchup. Um, I'm actually looking. I'm too low on him right now because I got him uh, like as a mid range. RB2 this week. He's kind of in a yeah. tier with a lot of these guys. Like that, there's actually a lot of running backs with good matchups this week. There's, you know, Swift, very good matchups. Br- yeah. Brees Hall, Derek Henry, even at ETN. Mm-hmm. I don't mind his matchup that much. So um, he's kind of in that range for me. And like me having him at 15 versus you having him at, would you say seven? It's actually not eight. as crazy yeah, seven, yep. at, at eight. It's like that's a big, kind of a big tier for me. So I get, I get moving him up that high um, just because the matchup's good. But but I don't know. I, I am a, a a fan of Chase Brown, so I could see him still yeah. getting more work. I can see it, too. I think it's somewhere in the middle where I have him ranked too high and you might have him ranked too low. I think I that's think, fair. Um, I'm looking at this right now like because you know I'm looking at a few of the other guys, like who do I trust the most? And I'm looking at Pacheco coming off the shoulder injury. I'm looking at Josh Jacobs coming off his injury. Um, yeah. I'm looking at Brees Hall. Like How much do I trust that situation? Um, you know what I'm saying? And and it's just a few question marks here, but then yeah. these guys have good matchups, right? And I'm looking at Jameer Gibbs, you know, against Minnesota, you know, a little bit of a tough matchup there too. 
uh, even Gibbs. though I do think, they, <laughs> but it's Gibbs, right? And they can get it done through the air. Yeah. Um, now, if you had Brees Hall and Bijan Robinson in your lineup last week, the change, the chances that you made it past the first round uh, were not high. But no. if you had a bye week, right, or you know you somehow made it through despite the terrible performances, you're faced with a dilemma this week, right? And and I think I'm likely going to have both of these guys in my lineup this week. Okay. And I know it's like it's 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 crazy, okay. But you know, w- with Brees, like I'm assuming Zach Wilson plays, okay. Like Brees has an amazing matchup. He had a bad matchup last week. I was still willing to play him, um, but this week it's really tough to have him out of my lineup, right? With this matchup, and and I'm again, this is if Zach Wilson plays, okay. If he doesn't play, I'm going to be moving him down. And then Bijan, is Arthur Smith really going to do this again? Like I, I don't <laughs> see I don't see a reason. For him too, uh, of course, I'm speaking logically, um, and we know Arthur Smith isn't all about that. But Indy is such a good matchup. Okay, if I if I leave Bijan out of my lineup this week, I better have some really good options. Vegas is expecting a close game, according to Fantasy Life's Game Hub, but the Colts are allowing the third most rushes per game against them by running backs, the eighth most rushing yards, the second most rushing touchdowns, the fifth most receiving yards to running backs per game, the fourth most yards per reception. I can't give it up, dude. So the the, the guys who absolutely killed lineups in week 15, I think I'm back in this week, especially Bijan. Um, like, again, if Zach Wilson doesn't play, I'll move Brees down the ranks a little bit. Um, he becomes a little bit easier to replace, but even then, like depending on my options, he he might just have to be in my lineup as well. Yeah, I I closed my eyes and I just pushed Bijan up to six. He's my <laughs> RB six this week. I like I don't feel great about it, but let's just you know, like in Men in Black when they took that like flashy thing and you just like forget you know what just happened. They do that flashy thing. Right. If I just do that for last week. Bijan was on a roll. He was doing very right. well. I, I, and I think it started when everyone was questioning, you know, they've been doing it all season, but Arthur Smith was taking a lot of heat about not playing Bijan more. And then he had that big 27-point game against New Orleans. My hope, uh, just like you just said, I hope that pressure got to him a little bit this week. Um, they're talking about his job even, you know, uh, even the, the owner was asked about it. So my hope is, eh, I better get Bijan the ball a little bit more. The guy I used the, what, the fifth pick on, maybe I should give him the ball. So I agree with you. This is an insane matchup for him. If the matchup wasn't so good, I probably wouldn't be this high, but the matchup just too good. I, I think he's going to have a good game. Yeah, I, I, I do as well. It, it's tough though. I totally understand the hesitancy to putting him back in your lineup, but like, listen, we're here. It's a one-game sample size at this point. You know what I'm saying? This is you just need to win one game. If you need to win one game, I think Bijan should be in there. It's I also heard of, I, get it. I also heard a funky stat. I don't remember the exact stat, so you'll have to look it up. But uh, that the Colts have hit the over on like every game this season. So <laughs> makes sense. You know, maybe maybe it'll happen again. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, who would you rather start this week, Kenneth Walker or Devin Singletary? <sighs> That is a tough one. I got to see where I have them ranked now. Um, you, you know why I'm asking, right? Because I didn't get my question answered earlier. <laughs> which one what was? Oh, about your lineup. Uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with probably Kenneth Walker. Um, okay. I think there's a chance Singletary gets more volume than Walker does, but I like the matchup better for for uh, Walker. Um, I don't love the matchup as much for Singletary, so I'll I'll I'm gonna say Walker 
for this one. All right. Sounds good. All right. We yeah. got to wrap it up soon. Um, but I do want to mention a couple of other guys real quick um, who, you know, I think will get the volume and have decent matchups. Zeke Elliott, we talked about him earlier. Um, how are you feeling about Aaron Jones uh, this week without AJ Dillon? You just, just a 10 second synopsis. I think we're getting, we're, we, we might finally get one Aaron Jones game this year. Um, Love it. There maybe not a 30 Carolina. point game, but like, but like a 15 to 20 point game. I'm hoping. I love that. I want to yeah. hear it. Give me more. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, what about Austin Eckler? Where do you have him this week? Oh God. I, I, out of respect, I have him ranked as, cause I respect him. I have him ranked as a mid range RB two. <laughs> I, it's just so bad there right now. This offense, I have it's him, hard to rank him any higher, him, but I have him at 27. Oh gosh. You know what? I had him that I had him low like that, but I, this is what I said. Respect. I, I moved, respect. It's out of respect. Sheer respect. Out of respect. <laughs> It's so bad. It's, we'll see if I end up moving him up by Saturday, but we'll see. It's a big if. It's not right, a great guys. matchup. Yeah, it's not. All right, this is going to do it for this episode, guys. We appreciate you so much. Again, uh, the rankings are at UpperHandFantasy.com. Go check out Steve's uh, podcast as well, Fantasy Guides. You can find that on any podcasting platform and Fantasy Guides on Instagram. We'll have all the links in the description. We'll talk soon, guys. Take it easy. Steve, appreciate you, man. Take it easy, guys. See ya. Thanks, Bye. Bye.